Hey friend, are you looking to start a fun business on the side, but don't know where or how to get started? Are you in direct sales, network marketing, or social retail and looking for tangible ways to scale your business? You've come to the right place. Welcome to the Socially Selling Podcast with me, Becky Baxter. I was a teacher by trade turned entrepreneur. I am a mompreneur who has invested time, energy, and resources into growing a multi-million dollar business, all while playing the role of wife, mama, leader, friend, and CEO. I will share tangible tips, hacks, and raw moments that have led to my continued success. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of these real-life messy moments that have created incredible magic and changed the trajectory of my life. Let's get into the episode. Hello, everyone. I am really thrilled that you are here today to tune in to episode 54, um, as I'm going to be talking about something that is a little vulnerable for me in complete transparency and something that I have kind of struggled with through the years, and that is healthy business boundaries. And it's hard, right? When you are a working mom and you are trying to, you know, feel in a sense that you are this showing up for your kids, for your spouse, for your husband, for, you know, your family, But then you also have this aspect of you that is a high performer, you know, and you want to have success. You crave, you know, whether it's the title, the recognition, the, um, you know, authority that it gives you when you have success, the, you know, you know, just the community that comes with it and just so much of it, you know, when you are and just honestly, like when you're good at what you do. You know, and it's it's hard. You know, it really is hard to juggle it all and to it's almost like you have to make sure you are focused and intentional in regards to your vanity and your selfishness because you don't think that you're harming something and you don't think that you're like hurting something. And you even feel like in that season and time period that it's necessary. But I'm here to tell you, like, hindsight is 2020, right? And sometimes when you look back on the decisions that you made and the way you went about with, you know, your life and your business and how you showed up for your family, you know, personally, I have some regrets. And I wouldn't say I'm like, living in regret where I'm like, oh, I've, you know, I've damaged my life or I'm, it's too late. No, I don't feel that way. I just, I feel like I'm in this transition season where I'm learning so much and, you know, there is no value in learning if you don't act on it, right? And you don't implement. And so I want to share with you guys some things that kind of some lessons that I learned and how to create some healthy boundaries that, you know, I'm not going to sit here and act like I am perfect because I am far from perfect. I am not the perfect mom. I am not the perfect business owner. Nothing about me is perfect, right? But I am willing to change and evolve and grow and try my best to do things differently and better 
so that I can still work towards my goals and achieve what it is that I want out of life, but not feel like I have to sacrifice my family along the way. So I want to take you back to, um, let's see, it was 2018. And I was working to promote to executive with my company. And um, I was, you know, I had been laser focused on that goal for about two years. Uh, And in all honesty, um, it was kind of all I could think about. (laughs) Like it was like what every single moment of every day kind of consumed me. Maybe not every single moment, but a lot of it, you know, it was like, what can I be doing now? to get closer to that goal? What can I be doing now to whatever, right? And let's be honest, that's not really healthy. (laughs) It's not um, exactly what I would encourage someone to do. But now that I have, you know, look, when I look back on that time, I'm proud of it. You know, I'm proud of what I accomplished and what I did, but I do know there are some things that I would have done differently, right? And that I, I think even if I had done these things, I still would have achieved my goal, right? Because the way I run my business now is very different to the way I ran my business then. And so, um, you know, recently I shared a post about Evelyn, our youngest, who is, oh my goodness, she is such a diva. She wants all the attention and um, she's really hilarious, to be honest, Uh, but I can't tell you how many times I'll be cooking dinner or, you know, responding to a message on Instagram or talking to my husband (laughs) and Evelyn will just be like, mommy, look at me, mommy, mommy. And she'll literally grab my face and pull it to until I'm looking directly at her with her little hands. Right. And so I'm sure some of you can relate to that. Like you have heard that statement um, many times. And, um, you know, for me, it uh, initially, you know, I kind of was like, okay, you know, this is normal. But like it got, it's it's like constant all the time, even in the car, mommy, look at me, you know, and I'm like, I can't look at you. You know, I had to explain, I can't look at you. I'm driving, you know, or I can't look at you right now. I'm trying to cook dinner, you know. And so logically, of course, you know, she's, she's four at the time of this recording. So she doesn't necessarily understand, you know, I can't just like turn around while I'm driving the car. I mean, she does to a degree, but, um, she's learning that. And so uh, a lot of that concept of mommy, look at me, that's normal behavior. But for her, if you don't, she gets really angry. Like I'm talking throw a fit meltdown just for not looking at her. Um, and you know, when I look back on my journey of, you know, being a working mom for Evelyn, you know, she came into this world and I was in the trenches of building what I believe to be my direct sales empire, right? Like I was, you know, hands dirty, deep in it. I was, you know, constantly on my phone. I was sending voice messages. I was, you know, connecting. I was networking. I was on coaching calls, you know, still, even after she was born. And, you know, I I will say I was very proud that like two months after she was born, 
I promoted to an executive director, which was a huge deal, right? And um, incredibly proud of it. Uh, and I don't regret that I that was my goal, right? But what I regret was my behavior after she was born for those two months. Um, because, right, like at the end of the day, while we had the momentum, I wanted to leverage it. I wanted to take advantage of it. I wanted it to keep going. But I think there, you know, when I think about that timeline, I think there was a lot about it that, you know, it still would have happened. Like my team still had this insane energy and culture and we were, we were still going and thriving. But I think by, you know, me forcing it to happen, the first month there was no forcing because you had to qualify for two months in a row. So in other words, you had to hit structure twice, two months in a row to get that um, title. And the first month there was no forcing it. It happened. It was like organic. Everything was in place. But then the next month um, it was very forced and uh, it required a lot of my attention, a lot of my energy uh, because I had a director that was not going to be green, meaning she was not paid at her title, which means I had to promote a new director. And while it happened, right, and I'm proud of that accomplishment, um, I think there are some thoughts that I have about, you know, ever since she literally came into the world, it was almost like my way of feeling like I was contributing to my family and, um, you know, almost like satisfying this desire to feel needed, to feel um, like I was contributing was me like diving is like a, a coping skill or something was like diving deeper into work and finding this sense of value. Um, and, you know, it's kind of ironic, right? Because if we're being honest, I was literally contributing <laughs> and helping by simply nursing my baby, you know? Um, and so I kind of just wanted to share that story to talk to you guys about how now you know, when I am with my family, I don't always do this. Okay. So if you see me in public or somewhere and you're like, oh, she's on her phone and she said she has boundaries. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with being on your phone when you're around your kids. But I think when you are so invested in something that you almost forget, you're like blinded by all these other important things and, you know, around you, you forget why you even started, right? Why you're even doing your business. And so I think it's just really important to set some healthy boundaries because if you're like me and you're a high performer, it's easy to get wrapped up in, you know, the shiny, you know, shiny object syndrome, right? Where you're like chasing the, all the company incentives and you're chasing after the title. When really, if I look back on it, what I was chasing was the paycheck, I was chasing the freedom. And I mean, yes, it has given me, has opened the doors to so many things. Like I'm, I don't regret for a minute my journey in, in regards to where what I eventually achieved. But I think, could it have waited like two or three months after having a baby? Yeah, I do. I think it could have waited a couple of months before I ran and pushed. Um, and I think what I am hoping to share with you guys today is that it is possible to have both, but you can't necessarily have both at the exact same time. And what I mean by that is you can't 
be running a thriving business and also playing Barbies with your child. What you need to learn is how to put them both down. And that is so hard, like so hard. And so, you know, something I've literally had to do that is really, really hard is like when I am spending time with my kids and I'm like, okay, this time is very intentional and I am not going to interrupt you know, I want them to feel like I am giving them 100% of my attention, I will literally put my phone in the other room. And some of you guys may be like, oh, duh, like I do that anyway. Well, okay, great. Like, that's awesome. But for me, that was a huge thing. Like, that was a very big deal. Uh, Because at the end of the day, and it's funny too, like I used to coach my leaders and say, there is no direct, you know, there's no direct sales emergency. Like there is no emergency. There's nothing that's going to happen. There's no product that you have to like, you know, help someone exchange or there's no, you know, um, you know, new consultant that is going to, you know, the the business is not going to burn down if you walk away for like three hours. Like it's just not, right? Or three weeks even. Like you can come back and, and build it back up. Now, I believe you need to have systems and a strategy for stepping away if it's longer than a day or two. But I think, you know, some things that you can implement to ensure your business is continuing to thrive while also being a present mom and feeling like I can still be a powerful leader and I can be a present mom at the same time is going to require some boundaries. So I want to share a couple of those with you today. Um, And it's not anything like super crazy. It's just some things that you have to be very intentional about. So the first thing is setting office hours. So this might sound like, oh, duh, you know, let's set office hours. But if you are dropping the kids off and you are walking through the door and you see a couch full of laundry or your table, um, you know, covered in toys or dishes full in the sink, it's really tempting to want to clean up, right? And I am of the mantra like um, messy house, messy mind. I literally, that was one of the very first things that I did was I outsourced and hired when I was of, you know, I I kind of recognized like, okay, I can pay somebody something, a certain amount of money, and I can be working for that same hour that they're working out there and I can bring in more income than they, you know, than I have to pay them, right? So the first thing I recognized was like, how can I have someone else to kind of help with that? but then being very intentional with office hours. And I mean, I did this back when we were living in our first home, the home we brought Sarah, you know, home to, and she was going to Mother's Day out. And I basically only worked um, either during the time she was at Mother's Day out. So for like five hours, twice a week. Um, And then I would work, you know, some during nap time when she was home and she was like still napping. Because when she was awake, it was it was just me. Like there was no one else to watch her. And, you know, my husband was working outside the home. And so to me, she was the priority. I couldn't focus on, I couldn't effectively watch her and be a present mom 
you know, while I was also trying to, you know, make contacts or record a live video, you know, I just couldn't do that. And the older your kids get, right, the more independent they become. And so, you know, you can expand on those work hours. But I think something you have got to figure out is, you know, designate what you have to show up and consistently do. If you missed the last episode, I literally talked about IPAs and things that you could do in an hour a day, five days a week, and still build a very sustainable, you know, thriving, growing business. And so when you are trying to figure out, okay, I need to set office hours, think through like, okay, I know that I can show up you know, four days a week or three days a week or every day for two hours, you know, whatever it is, write out like, what are the have tos? Like, what are the IPAs? What are the things that you have to do for your work to continue to grow? It's probably not working on Canva templates. It's probably not, um, you know, certain things, uh, redoing your party template. I mean, there's probably some things that you're like, okay, I can say once a month, I'll work on all these fun, creative projects, but every single day, if I show up and do X, Y, and Z, then I know, right, my business is going to move forward. And also, I think just recognizing the season that you're in. For for me, when, before Evelyn was born, I, you know, once Sarah was like in preschool four days a week, you know, I had four days of five hours where I could work for a long time, you know, and no one else was at home. And so I was able to really dive into my business. And at that time, I think everything about what I was building and doing was very healthy. I mean, I was very intentional when she would come home. um, But I think because of this trauma, in a sense that I like emotionally and physically, all the things that happened after having Evelyn, it was almost like I lost all sense of, you know, business boundaries and just was like dove into my work. And, um, you know, I just don't want you to do that. I want you to feel like even if maybe you're at the season where you're about to have a baby or you just had a baby, you know, I want you to feel like, okay, what in the perfect world, how can I continue to show up? And what are the results of me showing up? Like, what do I want to see happen? So maybe you're in the party space and you're like, I still want to have you know, two shows a week while even during, you know, my quote unquote maternity leave, or maybe you are, you know, someone who is like, um, in health and wellness. And so you're, you're selling a certain amount of things like how, you know, what is it that you're wanting to have, you know, what is the end result? And then based on that, are you willing to show up and work the amount of hours that it's going to take and how can that fit into your life? So that's really the first thing is just being, really specific about setting office hours, holding yourself accountable to show up to those, but being, you know, okay that you might not be in the season where you can work all day, every single day, but like, how can you still show up and be consistent so that you'll get to where you want to go instead of just, oh, I can't show up and work full time. So I'm just not going to do it at all. Right. And then not show up for three weeks and then expect your business to still be there. The second thing is to batch your work. So studies have actually shown that it takes adults over 15 minutes to transition from one task to another. So this to me is kind of crazy, right? And even now the attention span of 
even adults, is like less than that of a monkey. Isn't that crazy? It's obviously a lot of that is contributed to social media and um, video content. And so I think it's literally like three seconds or something. Like it's kind of insane. And so knowing this about us, right? Like now that we know this, we're like, okay, how can I be more productive? And so something I've done for years is I batch my work. And so whether I, you know, a lot of times I would say, okay, Tuesdays are for coaching calls. And so we would have a, something called a coffee chat um, with all of my leadership team at 8 a.m., um, all of the directors in my organization. It was kind of this time where they could come. It was like office hours. We would all meet together. And sometimes we would have a specific topic, but others we would just talk about like what's working, um, sharing, networking, collaborating, you know, all the things. Um, and then the rest of Tuesday would be spent doing coaching calls because I, I was focused on coaching and mentoring and speaking, right? And then usually on, you know, one day of the week, I would set up all of my virtual parties, you know, one day a week, which eventually turned into my virtual assistant doing that. Um, usually one day a month or every two or three weeks, I would create content for social media and schedule that out. I would... Sometimes um, when I was like cooking dinner and I had, you know, a little more time or I was taking my time, I should say, I would record me um, making dinner and I would, you know, maybe even record myself talking about different products that I was using so that I could, you know, repurpose that content for like a reel and, you know, just kind of divvy it up throughout the week to talk about it all week long instead of just, oh, doing one thing, you know? And so I would try to think about my my week and my month and my day and how can I batch what I want um, to accomplish in the month, like all at once, if possible. So like if you're working on a party template, you know, a virtual party template, like instead of doing a little here and doing a little there and saying, oh, I'm still working on my template, you know, can you sit down like one Sunday afternoon for like three hours and work on your spring virtual party template and get it done? And then you can use it for the next three or four months, right? Um, and so I just want to encourage you. This is something that has been very impactful for me and my um, business and the growth that I've had. And if you're not doing it, there, I'm telling you, it will change your business. Okay, and then the third thing is to, and final tip that I have for healthy business boundaries is to share your goals and plan with your family. Um, and so I feel like the reason why this was a huge part of the success that I have had is, you know, I've, I can still remember you know, sharing with my family, sharing with my husband, with my loved ones, kind of, you know, what it was that I was trying to accomplish. And I was very open about like, I just need to make a thousand dollars a month, you know, to be able to stay home. And I don't have to go back to teaching and be a stay at home mom, you know. And so it was like, from the very beginning, we, I talked to Chris, my husband about this. And, you know, even when I was, like working to earn an incentive trip. I would talk to him about like where we could go. I would show him the video. We would discuss things like, what does that look like? What does my schedule have to be? How many parties did I have to do? Um, you know, how much did I have to sell? How many recruits, et cetera, et cetera. Like I wanted him to know, 
so that not only, right, when he saw me stepping away to work or when I said, I've got to do a cooking show or I've got to do this, there was an understanding that like by me doing this, I'm contributing to our family, I'm, you know, financially, but also it's working towards something that he is also going to get to enjoy, right? Incentive trips and stuff like that. And so I just think there's so much power in keeping your family in this sense of like planning process, because I feel like there's a lot more respect that's given when you do need to step away and work. And you also, I mean, same thing with Evelyn, like I'll tell her now, you know, Hey, I'm going to, you know, play with you for a couple of hours. And then, you know, I'll be like, the babysitter is going to come for, and she's going to play with you for a few hours so that I can do some work today. You know, if it's on a day that she doesn't have school or something. And so there's this understanding that like, okay, cool. Like I get mommy all to myself, undivided attention for a few hours. But then when mommy has to go work, even though we're both still at home, I don't need to go interrupt her because mommy just gave me attention, right? Um, And, you know, this isn't something that I used to always do. (laughs) Um, And so... You know, whether you have, you know, you might be like, well, I'm single or I'm, you know, a single parent even, and you're listening to this. First of all, I just want to say like, these are all still important things. These are things that you can share with your teenagers. You know, you can share with your mom or your support system and let them know, because I think even sometimes like I had someone comment on a post recently where I talked about boundaries and she said, you know, that she's single And she said, you know, everyone thinks because I'm single, like I have all of this extra time. And I thought that was, you know, kind of interesting, right? Uh, Because she's like, you know, I want to help and support and do these things for other people, but I also have goals. And so I think no matter what, you just have to make this decision that your business can be flexible, right? You can make sure you keep your priorities right, keep your priorities in place, but it's not optional. You know, you're not saying that I'm, I can decide to show up one day and not the next. No, you have intention and you say, I know I'm showing up today and tomorrow I'm not, you know, and that way there's no guilt. There's no shame or no, oh, I, you know, I didn't do what I said I was going to do. And are there going to be times when that's going to happen? Yes, of course. Like kids get sick, life gets messy. We get a flat tire, schedules go crazy, you know, whatever, things change, okay? But I think something that has really helped with me emotionally, like mentally, and even physically is having, you know, kind of coming back to this place of like, what is the reason why I'm craving that freedom, you know, from that brick and mortar job, right? Like, what is the reason? Like, what do I truly desire? And for me, it was freedom. It was freedom to, you know, make my own choices and have options and opportunities that I wouldn't have based on a fixed income. And it's so when you kind of boil it down, it's it's more or less, you know, I don't necessarily care about the title. I don't necessarily care about um, all the accolades and all the things that come with it. What I care about is the financial freedom that comes with it. And so instead of focusing so much on, you know, specifically what the company has to offer or, you know, being competitive with people in my network, instead it's saying, okay, 
I want to unpack a plan. I want to, I want to think of like a plan and a strategy that's going to get me to what I truly desire. And that's financial freedom and busting all the glass ceilings for my girls, you know, so that they can start further than I started. You know, I feel like my parents did that for me. Both of them came from, um, you know, backgrounds of not of wealth or, you know, literally my dad at one point as a teenager was living in a schoolhouse with no heat, no air in, in Oregon. Okay. You guys, he was 14 years old. Um, he had been left home, you know, it was like a whole thing. Okay. And when I look at his journey, I'm like, he busted through some major glass ceilings to give me opportunities. Right. And I want to be able to do that for my kids. And so when I, I know that someday when I'm like lying on my deathbed, I don't think I'm going to look back and be like, oh yeah, I was, you know, a national executive director. Like, that's great. No, I'm going to look back and be like, my biggest mission in life is to provide opportunities and open doors for my daughters and to create an impact that, you know, I will never be able to see right? Like that is, that is my dream. And that is my desire. I even heard a quote recently and I cannot think of her name, but she said the best, you know, people in life are those that plant trees of which the shade they will never enjoy. And so I just want to leave you guys with that, you know, thought that yes, it's hard when you are a high performer and you are, you know, have all these big, bold desires. But I think something that I just want to encourage you is that you can have both, but not exactly at the same time without having very strict boundaries and priorities and keeping your head focused on why. What is the why that you are working? What is the why behind your content? What is the why behind the booking? You know, what is that action going to lead to and how is it going to impact your family and your health and your well-being because when you focus on those things all your actions will align everything will fall into place exactly how it's supposed to and you'll be confident with when do I need to say no to things when do I need to turn things away and when is it the time to say yes and when is it the time you know of course there's seasons of our business when there are hustle times, I believe personally, but I think recognizing like when is the time appropriate and when is it not, you know, a brand new mama who just came home from the hospital after having a C-section, that is not the time to hustle. (laughs) It's not. And I think that, um, looking back, I would have done things a little differently, but the good news is I can give myself a ton of grace and forgiveness And I can focus on building differently now and helping others as well. So if you are looking for a coaching community, you're looking for support, of course, I would love for you guys to join our free Scrip and Baxter coaching um, or networking group on Facebook. We have a ton of resources and we even have a um, webinar coming up called um, Present mom, powerful leader. And I think it is going to be so impactful to all of you listening to this. And also if you are looking for a little bit more coaching and you feel like you are ready to grow your business, but you have tried all the things you've invested in other programs, you're overwhelmed, you have analysis paralysis, and you're trying to find someone who has done the thing 
and done it again, right? I have built two very successful businesses and now I am focused 100% on coaching. I'm going all in um, and it's scary. It really is. But I know that what I have to share, people need to hear. And our clients are getting results. And that is so exciting. Like it is beyond exciting to know that you know, something that we are putting out is directly impacting the lives of so many others and it can impact yours as well. So I will click, I will put all the links in the show notes so you can check those out. And of course, feel free to message me on Instagram or on Facebook at any time. I would love for you to connect with me and share with me what you learned from this episode, how it has helped you. And, you know, feel free to hit the um, subscribe button as well. I would absolutely love that and even um, share it with a friend. So you guys have a fantastic rest of your week. I am cheering you on. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening to my podcast today. One way to spread the word and share what you've learned today with others is just to simply take a screenshot, post it on your social platforms, and don't forget to tag me. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a five-star review on whatever platform that you're listening to this episode on. As always, I appreciate your love, support, and encouragement. I'm cheering you on, friend.